and this is the Exploring Happiness podcast. Let's get happier together! Hello! Today I'm going to talk about the next pillar of the Exploring Happiness framework, health. Just as a reminder, the Exploring Happiness Framework has six pillars which should lead uh, to consistent happiness. Happiness is defined as, um, in my books, as um, the ability to embrace life as it is with all its challenges, I'm actually accepting that the challenges belong in there, and uh, make as many positive moments as possible while not negating the negative ones. So acknowledging the ne negative ones, but getting out of them and trying to get into the positive ones again, the positive emotions. Positive emotions being pretty much happy, um, or the wide range of happy feelings, which include um, pride, joy, interest, curiosity, awe, calm, serenity, all kinds of things, hope. The Exploring Happiness Framework helps to guide into that consistent happiness um, with the six pillars, which are mindset. I talked about uh, that last week. Health, I'm talking about that today. Connections, I talk about that next week. Resources, dreams and goals, and letting go. So today, pillar number two, health. It's all about the body. Last week we talked about mindset and who knows where the mind sits, but let's go with the head. Uh, so this week it's about the body and it's about the capacity to actually be able to feel happy. If a body is exhausted, it's really difficult to feel happy. It's difficult to relax and experience positive emotions. Positive emotions is broadening up like, going out of a tunnel view of anger, sadness, frustration, uh, fear, and go into, like, be able to experience the, the beautiful um, uh, emotions. It's about being open for opportunity. It's about, it's, it's a lot about relaxing and just broadening a horizon, acknowledging that in the moment there's no threat. Uh, let's just enjoy this bit. And I think we all know if we are exhausted, that's really hard to do. So health is not about me telling you what to eat or to sleep more. I do say things, uh, yes. But it's more about acknowledging that um, the body is the, the vehicle to actually feel happy. And to treat this vehicle well, we have to look after it. We have to give it fuel. We have to... Uh, rested, we have to move it so it doesn't rust, get rusty. So look after our this precious seed or home of of our soul and our mind and um, all that thinking devices and whatever. So like I say, I definitely pro don't provide any healthcare services. I'm not a healthcare professional. I I'm not even somebody who is like always eating super clean. I mean, I'm getting better, but uh, I know how to work around it um, and how to 
get the parts in there which actually fuel your body so it can feel happy. And I'm talking more about the general idea than actually telling you to eat more leafy greens or don't or whatever. So if you want any health advice, please ask somebody else. This is more about the general idea of health and how to treat ourselves, what to do with our body um, to get happier, to get to that stage where we can generate happiness and keep having, uh, having it. So let's dive in. I have split this in four parts, eating, drinking, sleeping, exercising or moving. Um, so eating. Eating is a lot about nutrients. And I think, well, at least I haven't really been taught that, yes, you have to eat your greens, you have to eat vitamins. But really understanding, like really, you know, from your gut feeling, understanding uh, what that means, what uh, all those vitamins can actually do for you, not just intellectually, not just putting them in there, but actually really feeling it and connecting to that, it's a lot about connecting, um, is, is quite important. So, I mean, in Western society, we use a lot the quick fuels, uh, which are sugar, yeah, actually sugar and sugar and sugar. Uh, so sugar and fat, let's go with that. Um, so we are stressed. We, well, some people tend to not eat at all when they're stressed, which is also not a really great way. Um, but most of the times we eat something fatty or something quick, fast food. Um, I mean, the, the whole culture is turning and it's a lot more about now slow foods and sustainable foods and so on. So I think that's really good. And um, people do realize that we do have, I mean, we do have a lot of food. Um, most of us don't really have to think about starvation or really have to be worried to come to that stage where uh, starvation is an issue. So it's really about using that great advantage that luxury of having nutrients having a lot of food consciously and intentionally and some of you might already do that so that's great I have struggled a lot with that I had eating disorders I had a lot of problems around food um, and eating usually eating too many of the quick uh, fuels um, and then going into slumps, um, having problems to keep my emotions stable, my mood stable, my energy stable. And uh, because I think what it does, it's not, it's not about keeping the mood stable. It's, I think with the quick fuels, which is like all kind of sugary stuff and fatty stuff, they just give us a quick boost of energy, but then they slump down. And I mean, that's, that's not any new knowledge that's like everywhere. Um, and it's always about, let's go with um, whole foods, less refined foods are just always generally better. And what they do is they don't spike our energy up and then slump it down. But they slowly decrease, uh, increase and then decrease. Um, so it's, it's a lot more gentle and you kind of have 
a better time frame for when you have to refuel again because you can feel that okay your energy is slowing down and then you can eat, like prepare something uh, again which is more like rich and not fast food you, so you don't get into that part where your brain goes starvation and you ha have to eat something right away to have energy again but you can deal with the whole situation a lot more uh, gentler, uh, gently and with more time. Um, I mean, if you're super hungry, uh, hangry, you're not going to go and, well, maybe, uh, because you know the situation and you have it under control. Uh, you, but usually you're not going to um, get the greens out and cook something nice. Um, well, not nice, but nutrient-rich. But you would just, whatever, eat the, the bag of chips or something like that. So that's what, what we are trying to avoid. I mean, like I say, no not new knowledge, just trying to really understand that if you haven't already. Um, and what I learned is it's, it's more about adding than subtracting. So if you have eaten a whole bag of chips, you shouldn't go like, oh, no, why did I do that? But just also try to add some nutrients so that you can ease out of that stage so that you add something which is longer lasting, more sustainable, so that your slump doesn't get that down and that you then also have a plan for when to have the next meal, how to prepare it, cook it, um, and uh, um, get some, some whatever, vegetables um, in there. Eat, you know, if, if you eat a bag of chips, just also eat an apple or tomato, uh, just add something healthy or have a smoothie, like a healthy smoothie uh, after it, so that you add those vitamins um, so that you don't get into that slump uh, of starvation. In the end, I mean, that's what we feel. We feel starvation and we feel like our body is like in this hectic search of, oh God, uh, I'm starving. I need food right now. Oh, burger, great. Give me that. Um, and to get out of that mindset and go into the more sustainable, um, um, vitamin-rich, uh, nutrient-rich um, uh, uh, nourishment of the body, um, that's where we want to be and that's where we aim to, to, to be, which, which is really not including anything about, you know, trash-talking yourself because you ate a bar of chocolate um, and you didn't want to. Um, I think particularly if you do it intentionally, if you have intention, like intentionally sometimes those treats in there, um, it's, it's probably better than trash talking you because you try not to eat any of that uh, and then you ate a bag of chips and the next day you ate an ice cream and so on and so on. Um, so maybe intentionally include um, sugary foods, uh, but really make sure that you have all those whole foods around. And particularly if you feel stressed, make sure that you're eating well. Make sure that you're eating, that you're regularly eating, um, and that, that you're eating well, um, nutrient-rich. Just sprinkle some lettuce over whatever you're eating or um, just have an apple always at three o'clock or whatever, you know, something like that where you make sure that nutrients are in there and um, that your body is getting the energy to deal with that stress. Um, so the next one is drinking, uh, <laughs> which is really interesting uh, because 
uh, when you Google drinking, it's always associated with alcohol. But of course, I'm not talking about alcohol drinking. I mean, I am, but uh, I'm dr talking about drinking in general, putting fluids into our body. Um, we are 60% water. Our bodies are 60% made of water. So those eight glasses of water uh, are really important to keep the fluids running and delivering all those nutrients to all the parts of our body and also to get the trash out, the waste out. So the whole system of um, is supported by the fluids. And if you have problems to drink eight glasses of water uh, because it's not tasting well, a lot of times that means that you might have to add something. I found when I don't like water, I, I a lot of times I need to add like a pinch of salt or some lemon or something because maybe the electrolytes aren't right. I don't know how to say this better because I don't know uh, the logistics of that. But uh, um, maybe the the cells can't hang on to that water uh, because something is missing. A lot of times that might be the pinch of salt, um, uh, like lemon or mint or something, put something in your water. Um, and of course you can also, um, sometimes it also helps to have a juice or something like that, which will provide exactly that to the body so then it can deal with the water again. Um, With juices, it's always because if you drink a glass of apple juice or orange juice or something, uh, there's a lot of apples in there, there's a lot of oranges, there's a lot of sugar. Uh, I think juices are still good, but they, they, they are something, they are more in a treat or like I say, like a fix, like a fix uh, when some your body is lacking something. I mean, they do have vitamins in there, um, but in general, I would look at juices more as a healthy treat. Um, I mean, freshly squeezed juices more as a healthy treat uh, than anything else. Um, and uh, smoothies, the same, although they can also substitute uh, unless you put a lot of sugar in there or ice cream or whatever people put in, in smoothies. But I, I'm talking about the healthy smoothies made of whatever, avocado and spinach and fruit and uh, banana a lot of times and then almond milk or the non-dairy milks um, and chia seeds, hemp seeds um, uh, without uh, adding extra sugar or just a little bit of honey. Um, I mean, that can be more food than actually drink. Um, well, alcohol, sugar drinks, sugary drinks and coffee Uh, they are actually drugs. Sugary drinks, well, and have a sugar, so they will do the same like sugary foods. S uh, push you up, but slump you down. But um, caffeinated or alcoholic drinks, I mean, after all, they are drugs. I think it's not saying that you shouldn't have them. It's just, I think, being really intentional about them and really being aware that they cause addiction really quickly and even if you have a glass of wine each evening that is already an addiction it's it's something which is happening not because you really choose it and you choose this moment to do this to your body to intentionally relax your body but also have like the side effects of disrupted sleep and well poisoning your body 
or pushing your body up with caffeine, which is something which, and I, ha I have a long history of drinking too much alcohol uh, and also having too much caffeine. So I know how you feel when you do it every day. It's like, well, this is my, like, I need this and I can have this and this is my choice. Well, when you get out of that, you suddenly realize uh, it actually isn't. <laughs> it's something which just is like automatic. I, I need that. But it's also because when I don't do it, I get actually withdrawal syndromes. So I'm just saying being intentional about the glass of wine, being intentional about the coffee. And if, if, you, if you're not really sure, just go for the decaf option. There's really good decaf options. So you can still have what I like is the routine and the habit of having a, this hot, um, bitter beverage uh, in a cafe, um, but uh, not being like having the side effect of the caffeine, which again pushes up and then slumps down. And um, so just saying, uh, be careful with those. I mean, everybody knows it. I'm just throwing that in there as well. Sleeping. Well, we have to recover and restore. So when we're sleeping, the body is actually doing quite a lot, but it's it's the processing time, the tidying up, the uh, putting away all these impressions and events and getting levels down to like a baseline. And if we can't do that properly, and I think properly sits somewhere around seven to eight hours, maybe seven to nine hours, I tend to sleep longer, but then I'm never really sure if it's good. Uh, but that that is proper sleep. Uh, that is proper time to give the body the time to do all these things, to slow down, to, uh, to get our insulin, our blood pressure, whatever, everything back to a baseline, back out of the daily uh, looking for threats, dealing with threats, with negative moments, returning to the positive ones, uh, calming down. Um, so let's give our body that. And I know this is really hard a lot of times. I mean, a lot of us deal with insomnia. We can't fall asleep or we fall asleep, but then we're wide awake in the middle of the night. And it's easy to say that you have to sleep eight hours. Then you have also so much to do. Um, and the evening hours are so great to uh, do that because suddenly it's quiet, nobody wants anything from you and you get into a flow or you get into the flow of watching Netflix and just because you're too tired to switch off, you get into the next episode and the next episode. I know, I know, <laughs> it's really hard. So if you have a Netflix problem, uh, I think in both cases, it's, it's not really good to do much in, of that in the evening. Be really aware of that you're probably tired and then you're overtired. So you have problems to actually get up and go to bed or switch off that light. Um, uh, and uh, it helps to actually at eight o'clock or whatever, brush your teeth and get into your pajamas. So get everything ready so that you just, if you're not already in bed, that you can go to bed easily, that there's not much for you to do. Pretty much just get up, get into bed, and that's it. Um, it also helps against night eating uh, if you struggle with that because you already brush your teeth. <laughs> of course, you can eat something, but then you have to brush your teeth again. <laughs> uh, and, um, and the other thing is what I found, I mean, 
I read it. There's lots of studies about it. But I also found that for myself, I have problems to sleep. Um, I need breaks over the day. And I think it is because when our minds are restless, particularly if we are still working in the evening or still doing a lot of things in the evening, um, even watching Netflix in the evening, our head is still busy, our mind is still busy, and it's really hard to for the body to rest when the mind is restless because when the mind is restless, it's kind of looking for threats, and then the body kind of has to be on alert, so it can't really relax. Um, when we fall asleep, it's more like we are passing out because the body is so tired that it kind of gives us two or four hours and then we are wide awake again because, I mean, there is alert, the mind is restless, there is some threat. That's what the body thinks. So if we can ease our body in that feeling that, no, it's all safe, there are small threats but we deal with them and then now, no, it's time that you can relax, there's nothing going on, here it's safe, um, you, you can just sleep and process. Um, and we have to get our mind to that as well. So having breaks during the day and just letting the mind run and do whatever it needs to do, uh, which can be five minutes here and five minutes there. It doesn't need to be long. A lot of times it means just put the phone away and just stare out of window or don't do anything um, and let that mind do something. I mean, you can also do meditation and um, uh, intentionally take action on that. But you can also do the whatever it's called daydreaming or staring out of a window. I always look, uh, say, stare at the trees or I have palm trees in front of my house, uh, look at the leaves and just let the head do whatever it needs to do um, so that it can start calming down. Um, and then when night comes, you ha have already uh, worked out some of the worries or just slowed down. You know, not just putting something extra in. The head might still be fast, but you don't put extra information in there. So it can just go on that speed, but doesn't need to speed even further up. So that you, and you will feel it starts to slow down, it starts to get less. Um, if you really have big worries which keep you awake, uh, I guess journaling or even talking about it uh, is always the best thing to get it out. Journaling just write. Don't go like, oh, how do I journal? Just take a pen and write on whatever piece of paper. It really doesn't matter. It needs to come out. And, uh, and you will be really amazed how often you actually find solutions. Um, so that is some things which I think are important. Also, sleep is very much a routine thing. If you can make yourself to go always to bed at, let's go, 9.30 or 9.45, um, give your body half an hour to wind down, uh, don't look into your phone, uh, read or just lie there and give your body the time to just slow down from the day um, and then get up between, well, I say six, but I'm really more seven person. Uh, so, you know, and if you, if, you, if you work better with 11, that's your thing. Actually, beyond that, that's apparently the best time for the body to restore. So be really careful with thinking that you're a night owl, you have to stay up until one. But, you know, whatever works for you, but it should be a routine and it becomes a routine. You will know that, that when you always go to bed at 11, you actually want to go to bed to 10 at 10 and then you one time manage to go 
uh, to bed at 10, you probably will be, still be awake until 11 because your body, body is in a routine. So try to work out a routine where uh, you get the best is eight hours of sleep um, because you might not sleep all of that. So it's good to have that that time frame of eight hours and also give yourself time to wind down. You might know that all. I'm just throwing it all in there because I know it, but I always need to be reminded. Last one uh, is exercising. So move, move your body. I mean, by moving our bodies, we create energy because there's the mitochondria, little power plants in our cells. And when we move, they make energy. So moving itself creates energy. And it also uh, releases happy hormones. Depending on how you move, you can release endorphins, um, which are against pain. <laughs> I always think it's so funny that the endorphins are morphium against pain is a happy hormone. But yes, it, sometimes the absence of pain is already happy. So it's a positive emotion. But I also like to think about it as we are all energy and that's kind of not debatable anymore, I think. Um, <laughs> we are all energy and everything around us is energy, but we are energy. So if we are just sitting all day, our energy gets stale, gets blocked. It's like a river which should flow, but it's not flowing so that you start to get germs in there and you know the, the water is getting really unhealthy. And somehow I think about that when I think about that we need to move our bodies. I mean, if I got it right, I think we have been nomads, we have been moving, um, we have been walking, uh, well, our ancestors did. And now we found all these great uh, things where we don't have to do that. And I'm not talking about, you know, taking a marathon or doing a marathon or anything like that. I talk about getting up in between. So when we are working just after, well, I think half an hour is ideal, but at least an hour, just get up and walk for 10 minutes, you know, walk through the house, just fold the laundry and bring piece by piece into the rooms, do whatever, do some cleaning, bring the trash down, just do little things where you have to move five or 10 minutes um, and just be upright and walk a little bit so that that energy, that flow can flow again and doesn't get blocked and stale and creates negative energy because it can't, it, like it has barricades, it has obstacles, can't flow properly and it, it develops stuff um, from that lack of flow, which uh, create, creates then problems for us. In general, as exercise, I like walking. I don't have a car. It is partly because I don't have money, but also uh, a, a conscious choice. It's also for the environment, but it's also the conscious choice with, to make myself move, to make myself. I mean, I do take buses and public transport, but I have to move. I have to walk there. Um, I have to work from there. They usually don't go from exactly where I want to uh, start to exactly where I want to go to. Uh, to the destination, so um, I I have to move in between, and it's not necessarily long, but it always is some place to move, and I do also like to walk to to places if I can. Um, so walking is really my instrument of moving. Everybody has something else. I think walking is just <laughs> it's just cheap. I mean, it's free, um, and it's 
completely accessible. You don't have to do anything else. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to wait for anybody. You just can do it. Uh, so that's really my choice of moving, of my exercising. Uh, but I think whatever you do, um, it, it's it's more about, I think when we say exercising, I think more about moving. So I think it's less about exercising um, and going to the gym and so on. It's more about regularly, and that means like every whatever, once in an hour, twice in an hour, move. Um, and then have like some parts which are then actually exercising where you walk for 10, uh, 20 minutes or half an hour, an hour, whatever, or run or go to the gym or not do all these things. <laughs> but the important part is move and don't get to any high goals if you are not already going regularly to the gym or exercising. Don't do any high goals. And if you're regularly exercising, think of those other times you move and you just get up and you even go to the toilet, <laughs> go and get a drink. It is already something where you get that energy flowing again. Okay, so that, these are my um, all my thoughts about the second pillar of my Exploring Happiness Framework, health. Uh, not so much about healthcare advice or professional health professional advice. It's more about understanding what it does to you or what 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 you can do with it to actually become happier where you can increase it and uh, you might have noticed it's not about you might have a condition I mean I think most of us particularly I mean I'm over 40 everybody has something um, I I have eczema I mean I'm actually getting uh, with acupuncture to a really high level of where I'm almost out of eczema but I always had eczema then I had cancer um, and there's always health issues uh, but that doesn't necessarily matter it's still about doing these practices and forming those habits so that you can fuel your body particularly if you have health issues or if you have a chronic condition because then it's even more important because you need more energy because you already have that part uh, taken away which which um, causes like needs a lot of energy whatever your health condition is so it might be already more difficult for you to actually get up and move or more difficult to eat something or uh, more difficult to to sleep so it's even more important to then look after these things so that you can improve that possibly improve your health uh, uh, with that but at least keep it stable and keep uh, build up that capacity to feel happy to feel relaxed to feel happy uh, and to intentionally be able to create happy moments that was a very long episode but I think health just deserves that um, I talk to you next week when I talk about connections so connections actually with everybody uh, and everything connections, relationships, um, and uh, whatever it is, more than ourselves, just our being with ourselves. Have a happy week, and I talk to you next week. Thank you for listening. Talk to you next week when we explore more happiness together.